Welcome back to the Talk Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Elle Stanger. I am a longtime adult entertainer, and I'm an ASECT certified sex educator. Our guest today is, or this week, this episode is Joanna Angel. Hi, Joanna. Hi, how are you? I am so good. We were just talking about how exhausting uh, strip dancing is. And um. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, it was kind of funny because when we booked this podcast, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be dancing that weekend," and I was like, "How appropriate to be talking to you while Yay! I'm stripping." Stripper um, writer, that's right. Yeah, and I'll be honest, the app. So when I uh, when I get into like these, you know, zones or whatever you want to call it, when I'm dancing all the time, mm-hmm. it becomes uh, not exhausting to me. But doing it every once in a while. You know, it's a whole different schedule. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, but la- yeah, last night when I was on stage, I climbed the pole mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know how much, if I can do this, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like, it's kind of a thing when you're dancing every night, you just, that's what you become accustomed to. So I actually right. don't think the actual dancing, you know, and also now like dancing is not, um, you know, the past whatever amount of years where I've done feature dancing, it's like I'm dancing, but then in the morning I'm waking up and I'm doing, you know, other things. So so I think if dancing is what you do, it's like, it's, it should be all that you do. It's like, if you have a night job, you can't have a day job and a night job. You know what I mean? Um, And that's just hard to do as an adult in general. I mean, you know, strippers, even if they don't have another career outside of stripping, like they could have children or they I don't know you start to become an adult and you have to do things like go to the post office and the bank and stuff during the day you know <laughs> like get food yeah, 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 yeah so when I was younger and your only responsibility was really to make it to the strip club by 5 p.m like that's uh-huh. then then you're fine I think more of the issue now is like everything else like, I, you know yeah you have to somehow be like a nighttime person and a daytime person and that's what's Oh, yeah. Um, impossible. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah. folks who are not familiar with Joanna, they can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Joanna Angel, her website, joannaangel.com. And then she's on onlyfans.com forward slash Joanna Angel. So a lot of my listeners are probably very familiar with you. Um, but hello to, to new folks. Uh, so Joanna, who are you and what do you spend a lot of your time doing these days? Hi. I know. I saw that's a funny question. But anyway, hi, I'm Joanna Angel. Um, <laughs> I've been in the adult industry, I suppose, for about 20 years. Um, most people know me for uh, I owned a studio called Burning Angel, um, which I started in 2002, a Yay. website, burningangel.com or Burning Angel, whatever, that became more than just a website, became an entire production company. I sold the company mm-hmm. in 2019. Um, Hmm. so life has been really wacky since then, you know, because everything's been different. Um, these days I do actually have a full-time job outside of adult. (laughs) I work for liquid death. I work in the marketing department. Yeah. I was curious about that. Okay. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because my job in the marketing department, I mean, I do a lot of things and it's kind of hard because I can't talk about too much because a lot of what we do in marketing and liquid death is secret. So people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I can't tell you everything, but, um, but a lot of what I do, I do a lot of marketing 
of the product in the adult industry. So it, it benefits me and it benefits the company to keep working in adults. So actually yeah. getting a job outside of adult has had me sort of like <laughs> do, do a lot in adult too. So yeah. I, I have I have two full-time jobs that actually both feed into each other. So I guess I'm a full-time OnlyFans, you know, creator, uh, porn star, and um, and you know, I work I work in the marketing department at Liquid Death full time. So I guess my whole day, every day, is like creating um, social media content or hardcore pornographic content, um, and and those really funny TikToks yes, you do with your making husband TikToks and yourself and <laughs> and you know, and marketing water. Well, we're not even just a water company; we're marketing. There's yeah, there's the there's the tea right. There's the all the fizzy water yep. you sent me some. Yeah, we delightful. have flavors and we now have tea. Um, but yeah, we're not just a water company anymore. We are a beverage company. I get a little tickle of delight being in the grocery store and seeing the liquid death. And I wasn't clear about the relationship, but now I am. So I'm still gonna get this little yeah. tickle. But I'm like he 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 like there's a porn lady behind this and the normies are buying it too. Yay. Cause like, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's many people behind it. Um, yes. and Hey, it's, it's an incredible company. I, I absolutely love the company. I love to hear from people that actually enjoy what they're doing. Yes. So how did you get started in adult work? You were a stripper <laughs> stripper. Oh yeah. Back in 2002 is when I started in adult. <laughs> I remember those days. Different. Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of complicated, but yeah, I, I mean, I started a porn site when I was in college, my senior year of college. Uh, I started a porn site with my roommate in college, That's um, cool. who's, you know, was also my best friend. And I guess to this day, uh, my business partner, even though we don't really own a business together anymore, we still work on a lot of things together. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very good friend, um, like family at you know, mm -hmm. consider. I, I actually forget sometimes we're not family. Mm -hmm. We've been in each other's lives for so long. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Burning Angel launched in April of 2002. Obviously, like any business, it was not um, sustainable as an income to pay myself for a little while. Mm-hmm. For it took a, quite some time before I was able to to rely on. Yeah, I found it in I want to say 2005. Yeah. I was selling DVDs, and that's I knew about it pretty quick. But I yeah. think that was from um, because I was modeling on another right. adult website that yeah. I don't need to name. <laughs> that was the day. There was a, there was the three big ones at those times. Yeah, <laughs> and none, none of us none of us really liked each other. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just like happy to be there, but I was aware of the rivalries yeah. like between it's, or it seems like websites. such a different world. You know, you know what's so weird? The yeah. big one, the big one that nobody names, uh or we mm -hmm. whatever. So weird. Like they still yeah. hate me to this day. They always really? did. And it's still in their in their Are contract that you can't work for Burning Angel and you can literally work for anyone else which is so weird. I'm like, do they even know? I don't even own it anymore, but whatever. Yeah, I started Burning Angel in 2002 in April. And then, like I said, it wasn't like, I wasn't able to, you know, pay myself. It's not lucrative at first. I mean, you know, all the money had to go back into the business and, you know, I couldn't pay myself anything. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I started working as a stripper, um, and I think it sometime was it two thousand three ish, maybe two thousand four. To uh, uh, to uh, you know, I was a stripper who was supporting my struggling porn site. Wow. <laughs> so hey. yeah, so that was uh, so the first few years of me stripping was really just to pay for stuff. That's adorable. Yeah, isn't that really funny? It always is to pay for stuff, but it's usually to yeah. pay for something a lot more conventional. That's, That's- yeah, it's like I was doing one thing with my clothes off to support another thing with my clothes off. Uh, you know, I know what that's like. Uh, yeah, pretty funny. That's yeah, funny. So Crazy. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, so I, yeah, I don't have your expansive um, history knowledge of the porn industry. I sold porn. So very much like an outsider and like adjacent. And then I stripped and then I started making my own stuff and then cam soda and sexting. And you're still stripping, right? I'm still stripping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like in, that meme. In Portland? Yeah. I've only stripped in Portland because everybody tells like I don't I personally don't want to feature dance. It doesn't work for my I'm a parent. I don't want to like depart from my child. And but like I hear from people that like got to deal with licenses or whatever. And I'm just like, eh, I feel very very safe here. No, I, I always thought the Portland like stripping scene is like it's like the sisterhood that you just don't find everywhere anywhere else. You know, interesting. Is what I've what I found. I I I mean, I can't speak on it. You that's, obviously know no, that's nice to hear. Anytime I go to a Portland strip club, it's like the girls are so nice and they all seem to like hmm. kind of support each other in this way, which you really don't find in a ton of strip clubs. You know, <laughs> and I hear that. I hear that too. Like the passive aggressiveness here is a real thing, but I tell people that are struggling with the passive aggressiveness they're like oh she's like giving me a tone I'm like no you don't understand like in other clubs she would just fight you (laughs) yeah like based on what I've learned (laughs) and and I think the strip we are lucky here what I know also people people hang out at strip clubs in Portland yeah Um, just like hang out there which I always wondered actually from the girl's it, point of view, like, does that help you or hurt you? Because people like don't aren't don't like just come right. into the strip club almost like it's a diner or a sports bar, you know? Exactly. Which I think can can be good and bad for the right. dancers. I'll tell you what I've noticed economically. It's it's a lower it's a lower risk versus reward. So like I would say the average income for Portland strippers is a lot lower overall because people don't treat it like a luxury or a celebration. They treat it like a two dollar PBR special, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's fun as a customer. Right. Right. And charming and cheers and everybody knows your name and you know whatever. And there's some kind of safety in that. And I've worked in very humble clubs and like had a good you know like small success totally. but like but I'm not you're not gonna make thousands of dollars you're just not because right. there's there's no v- VIP section in a lot of clubs um and it's very competitive there's so many clubs so it's very interesting definitely different I'm sure than what you experienced um were you in New Jersey 20 years ago so I did I danced in New Jersey and I feel like I, I it was a uh it's cool I feel like I did get to experience the end of like a golden era of stripping Mm. because I think I danced in the last era before there was any um social media you know I think the only social media at that time maybe MySpace was there but you couldn't be there was no Twitter Mm -hmm. there was also not like webcam sites um so really like there was no way online to to talk to a naked girl this the mm-hmm. you had to go to a strip club to do that mm-hmm. or you know or do or go to like an, an escort but that's like a whole other thing um mm-hmm. like so i i mean 
Mm-hmm. I danced at a time. I and I was not the number one girl at the club, but I, I hustled pretty hard. I learned a lot as a stripper at that mm. time. It, I definitely learned things that that changed me forever. Um, I made a lot of money. The money was insane. Then I mean, I think also Jersey. I was working at a club that was um, pretty close to New York. You know, in a pretty close to New York City, but not in New York City. So mm-hmm. like, it was like people on their way home from work. There were no, like, there were cell phones that didn't work very well. Like, I feel like I'm talking about the Stone Age right now. Like, there was Isn't not, that nuts? There was not, like, a tracking, you know. There was no right. location sharing. There was no, you couldn't send photos on a phone and stuff. Right. So you could very easily be like, I'm late at work. Right. You know, so all the guys coming home from work that would come in there and, you know, like, <laughs> Girls made a lot of money. Like there was, and the economy was good. Um, mm. What I believe Clinton was president then. So mm. the economy was good. Like online stuff was not super saturated. Mm-hmm. You know, people were coming in there and spending big money and the, and the energy was good. You know, when there's money in the club, the girls are happy. The customers are happy. Like mm-hmm. there's this certain energy in there. And like, I remember mm. it as just, you know, it was a very happy time. And I, um, you know, I came from like the punk rock scene, which, you know, punk rock scene is, is great for many reasons, but not, it was definitely not like a celebration of sexual freedom or mm. really a place to, you know, coming from the punk scene, the, the heroes in the punk scene are mostly men mm-hmm. or in general, pe- you know, pe- people on mm-hmm. a stage, you know? So I was very much came from a place of like, I was there to give applause and props to a group of people in front of me on stage. I was very much coming from the other side. You know, I wasn't used Mm -hmm. to being the one on the stage, you know? Mm. Um, And, you know, this was cool. This gave me like sort of a new form Mm. of of confidence. Um, It taught me how to talk to people, like all Mm. different kinds of people, you know, like coming from the punk scene or, you know, being a college girl, or even I'm going to say like somewhat, maybe somewhat sheltered, even though I didn't think I was. Um, <laughs> look, I learned how to sit down naked next to like a businessman that I had nothing in common with and figure out how to connect with them. And that was a very wow. good, valuable thing um, I learned in life. And I knew I could, would be able to look at the strip club and be like, I am not, this is not even a self-esteem thing. I am not, this is not an opinion. This is a fact. I'm not the hottest girl here. I'm not even close. <laughs> How, how do I, how do I do this? You know, like it, it, I had to, I had to really figure out what inside me could make these men choose me over someone else, you know? Mm. Um, and that was, that was a cool thing to do, you know? Um, mm. And look, there were certain guys that came in and I was quote their type, but you can't rely on that as a stripper, mm. you know, Word. you were like, you can't wait for to be someone's type. You have to make, you have to get, that's easy. That's an easy sell. You have to sell the guys on yourself who are not your type. And a lot of this, you know, going back to supporting my struggling porn site, <laughs> mm-hmm. taught me taught me about marketing and Burning Angel. Like we, uh, this is not a website that just needs to be for punk rockers and their friends. There's, there's people out there that will love this and mm-hmm. will love this type of girl and will love what I do. I just have to figure out how to get in front of their faces because all I need is three minutes and I can convince anyone of anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like so, you really learned a lot. I did. I did. Uh, yeah. I learned a lot. And, uh, you know, what I, a golden era. That's, it I, was a golden era. You know, it yeah. was. 
I've only heard. I, I started stripping June 2009. And when I started, uh, the girls coming in or the girls already there, they were like, oh, it's the worst it's ever been. And I'm like, well, I don't know any different. But what's funny is when people audition now, they're like, how is it? And I'm like, it's the worst it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I know worse. Like every few years you know it, it gets it's it's very hard stripping is very hard right now if stripping was highly lucrative I wouldn't do five other gigs you know I think but, I think everyone has five jobs these days though no matter yeah. what you know yeah. unless you live in like I don't know Pennsylvania or something <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our Pennsylvania listeners shout out to here. Pennsylvania there's yeah. very few you know like like Everything's yeah. expensive everywhere. Everyone I know has five jobs, so don't yeah. feel alone. Whatever, you know. Definitely. So what are some identities that you currently align with? Like, are you monogamous in your personal life? Are you straight, queer, bisexual? Okay. So, so this is interesting. Um, I, I guess another thing I learned about myself, like I'm I'm 42 now, so I've learned a lot about myself over the years. Um, I love that. Uh, um. I guess I, I've learned um, I am a pretty monogamous person, mm-hmm. um, which I guess I learned kind of the hard way. Um, I guess I always thought I wasn't because mm-hmm. um, I en- I enjoy the sex industry. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what my feelings on this would be if I wasn't in porn or mm-hmm. if I wasn't just, you know, overloaded with, with sex. Um with other people um would I have wanted to explore you know like I I'm not in a position where I sit around wondering what it's like to be with someone else right Um, yeah I do enjoy having a partner um I enjoy sharing a life with someone and you know and I am I'm attracted to women I happen to settle down and and, you know marry a man um you know whatever but Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. think it it would be the same whether I was dating a woman or whatever like I Mm -hmm. I guess you know, work doesn't bother. Work is work, you know, uh, work. Mm-hmm. I can compartmentalize. I have a great time at work. I've shared some amazing, incredible sexual experiences with other people on camera. I, I'll actually mm-hmm. go as far to say I've had some of the best sex I've ever had in my life on camera mm-hmm. um, with other people. My heart. Well, also because you're also in this environment. It, it's almost like, it's almost like you've got that energy of a first date. Like you feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're, you've got like, a, you know, um, other people in the room who are all like, yeah, we're going to shoot this amazing scene. It's almost like you, you're like two people meeting up mm. um, on steroids of sorts where you're both yeah. kind of giving each other your best, you know, almost like, oh. like, like you're in, like you get to have sex that you would have in the honeymoon phase. Oh. Um, so you can't really, you know, which is very different. Um, but, but it's a controlled environment. It starts and it ends. Both people are there for the same reason. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've dabbled um, in, oh, I'm in porn and I'm dating someone out of porn. I've had that situation before. So, you know, it only makes sense for this other person to be able to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm not okay with it. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I'm just not, you know, and I, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't want to, I can't share. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share a partner. I don't, I don't want, and I'll be honest. I can maybe only think of one person where it's everyone I know who's been in an open poly relationship. It's always ended. And I don't mean to look down on poly open Mm -hmm. people. I'm sure there's someone out there where it has worked marvelously, but I've now being, you know, being 42 years old and having so many friends in the lifestyle 
Mm-hmm. Every single friend that I've had that's in an open relationship winds up having a very horrible breakup with their really? called primary person over the secondary agreed upon person that they both claimed they agree that was fine. You know what I mean? Mm. And I've known even girls from the other side. I've, I've now known a few people who were like the secondary person, like, Oh, I just met this guy. It's perfect for me because I just, I just got out of this terrible relationship and he's mm-hmm. in a relationship and I just, I love his wife and we just hang out and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And, mm-hmm. and it's all good. And then suddenly it's, it's six months later and it's like, I'm in love with him and fuck that wife. I want her to go away. Uh... And, and then six months after that, it's, we're together and they're out of the picture. I've now known that happened in several situations. So I actually mm. do can only think of one friend I have that is open and she always has been and, and it mm. works, but she has very strict, strict boundaries around it on who's number one and who's number two and everyone knows their place, but I don't know. I, I wonder what that's like to witness. You're married as a married person. I am married. Yeah. And, and, and I can't, I don't, I, I don't know how, I don't know how people do it. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't just like how someone can be in one relationship with someone and that person's perfectly fine with them being in another relationship. I also think in this day (laughs) and age, like, I don't think one night stands are really possible with social media and stuff. Cause I, the, the last, you know, the guy I kind of tried to do this with was in a Uh band. So I was like, Oh, if you like fuck girls on tour, I don't care. But like, First of all, that's a rude thing that like, like I'm treating, that makes treating other women like they're just vaginas. You know what I mean? Like people don't mm-hmm. just meet mm-hmm. and, and, have and, unless, and have sex without speaking, without like, you know, right. in a porn, it's like I said, the controlled environment, two people are there for the same reason at a certain time in a certain place and they're both going to go home and it's going to end. Yeah. Right. To make money. To make money and have a good time in the process, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, that that does not happen even in the most 100% physical situations. Like there's something there that brought you guys together. And also uh, it's like people are going to stay in touch on social media now. Like, and I do remember (laughs) when this guy I hung, you know, was with when he actually went and did the thing that he was technically allowed to do. And then the next day I saw the girl on social media posts like, Oh my God, had the greatest time last night. Can't wait to see you again. XOXO. And I, I felt like someone stabbed me in the heart, you know, I, right, felt, like, right. I felt humiliated, you know, I right. felt like I was being cuckolded like to the world. Oh. I was like, I was like, I'm not okay with this. And then, you know, of course that came the conversation where I'm like, Hey, I thought I was okay with this, but I'm not, of course I didn't say it in that calm mm. of a tone, you know, I was freaking out and, you know, Aww. I didn't under, I couldn't process these feelings, you know? Right. Um, right. And then, and then he was like, well, you're just fucking everyone. So I should be good. You know, I'm like, it's not the same, you know, especially same. at the time yeah. I owned a business. Like I, I, um, I was paying other, anyone that I was on set with, I was actually paying them. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I was like, there's absolutely nothing compared to what I do. And what, You're you like, know? there's business expenses behind this. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh like, my I'm gosh. literally like, you know, anyway, so yeah. it's not oh the my same. But yeah. I guess after time I realized, I remember talking to a therapist about it and she was like, Joanna, you're just monogamous. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, no, that's such an icky word. You know, that's amazing. Um, because she's like, you can't count, you know, work doesn't, you know, I mean, and I would be fine with, with a partner being at a sex party an orgy, a threesome, like something like that. I'm okay with, you know, but like, actually, I think open 
or poly or whatever means you're like you actually can have like an entirely other relationship yeah different romantic relationships yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't do it power to the people who can power to the people who can I I'm not you know but I cannot do it I at this point have learned that I don't have the emotional uh or like brain capacity to have multiple romantic relationships right. yeah who has the time too I remember you know I did I when I was 25 cool. but I don't now right exactly how do you have a job or like we said before five jobs and a relationship <laughs> right. and another relationship like five I don't know yeah like that I don't know who has the time yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like I I'm at a point where you know at work you know you work a lot and then you want to spend time the time that you have free with one person, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. So I asked my social media followers on Instagram at stripper writer. So I asked my followers there, what do you like about Joanna Angel slash her work? Oh, that's very yeah. sweet. What, what do people like? <laughs> I'll read you react. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Someone says, I like her use of bright colors that's, in her videos. That's very interesting. And strange since I wear black all the time. But you know what? I have been trying to wear more. I mean, you're old. Man, you're more burning angel. Yeah, I mean, I, I no, that, but I guess recently I have been using more colors. Burning angel was like everybody wearing all black all the time. Um, so huh. so I have been wearing yeah, a little more color. Know. So it's good to, that is such, so not something Someone's I noticing. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> Check. Got Someone it. Someone says, I love how she's often smiling in her porn videos. Oh, I am smiling. I'm having yeah. a good time. Someone says, I like her round butt. Oh, good. Thank you. You know, I live in a walk-up now, so the butt has been getting way rounder. Oh. So, oh, wow. good to know it's paying oh. off. Yeah. Uh, someone says, I always appreciated how many of my new favorite porn makers are people that I stumbled upon from Joanna's early days in Burning Angel. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's cool. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Um. Someone else says, "I love how she can take a big D with a smile." Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Woohoo! Um, woohoo! Okay. Um. I love. Those. Oh, last one. Good. Good. Last one. Someone says, "I like how she shares aspects of her personal life, like running a marathon, which really motivated me to get outside." Oh, that makes me really happy. Good. How far did you run? I did. I ran the New York City Marathon, which is 20, oh 26.2 miles. And it's actually more ah. than that because you have to cut, you know, afterwards, like once you end the marathon, it's not like that's it. Like you've got to like, right. you got to like leave. Go that was home. like, that was very kind of you, Marathon, that after you run 26.2 miles, there's like a two mile or mile and a half <laughs> way to exit, you know? <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I would survive New York. Uh, <laughs> so brave. It was, These toasters are so tough. Yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. Really definitely good. one of the best things I've ever done. So good, good. Well, thank you for being here. I'm having a great time doing this right now. Everybody, if you haven't already look up our guest, Joanna Angel, she's on Twitter and Instagram, her website, joannaangel.com. And she's on onlyfans.com forward slash Joanna Angel. I'm your host, L. Stanger. Find me, lstanger.com. We'll be right back. Here's a top sex myth we need to dispel, that you only need lube if something is wrong. No matter who you are or what you're doing, lube makes everything smoother and more sensual. 
We like water-based, long-lasting Aqua Lube because it's easy to use, even easier to clean up, and maximizes feeling for both partners. Test out Aqua Lube in your bedroom with our special Amazon promo code 20 Lube takes 20% off your lube purchases through June 27th. Welcome back to the Talk Sex Podcast. You can find my behind-the-scenes snaps and journaling on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. All right, it is listener question time. Okay, listener question one. What was the inspiration behind the Burning Angel movies Come On My Tattoo series? Wow. Um, that's, that's very funny. <laughs> Once upon a time, um, wow. <laughs> you know, that was really like, a. uh, when I first started it, it was kind of like a heyday of gonzo porn. Um, mm. and everybody had these different, you know, series. Um, and I, I think it was also a heyday of like lots of cum shots, you know, people would make these movies where like a girl would um do a scene and then like 20 guys would just come in afterwards and like come on a girl's mm-hmm. face and that it was like kind of like a thing like every huh, dating really dating myself dvd box cover it was like 20 loads 50 loads 100 mm-hmm. loads you know like it was like mm-hmm. people were really like flexing how many loads they could get <laughs> the jasmine <laughs> was uh was it jasmine st Clair, the 300 man gangbang was- or whatever well, there huh? was a Houston 500. That was a 500 oh man gangbang. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that was 500. But but that yeah. was a little. That was before my time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this was beyond like like people. So that a gangbang. That was like everybody was actually having sex with her. Like I remember this was yeah. like a time in Gonzo porn. You there would be like a scene where like you know a girl would have sex with like you know a reasonable amount of people. You know like one or two people, and <laughs> and then like at the end these like you know these like 20 guys would just come in and jizz on their faces. That- I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, pretty okay. funny. Um, and I, I, um, I don't know. And I just remember being like, "All right, well, what can I come up with?" Um, and also, Burning Angel needed like a Gonzo movie, you know? Burning Angel, like mm. we could, because I was always writing these elaborate setups and something like that. And um, I don't know. We needed like a filthy Gonzo movie that still embraced, you know, alt tattoo culture or whatever. Mm. So I don't know. It kind of just, uh, kind of just mm. came to me. Um, so I'm looking up the definition of of gonzo. Uh, oh, gonzo porn. Gonzo porn yeah. is sort of this word that everyone used for porn without a plot. You know, um, mm. I think the technical definition is when when the camera guy talk like the casting couch porn is like typical gonzo porn. When you hear the guy behind the camera like, "Hey, baby, like, mm. what, how's it going?" You know what I mean? Like, like porn was at a certain point all the very like high-end like you know vivid movie you know like like when you think of fucking you know debbie does dallas like the early what is it early 90s porn and stuff you think of those big movies with like corny plots and bad acting and then mm, you know deep throat right yeah deep throat or 70s. debbie does dallas or like that's all there was all that and that porn you know, it was, it was a big thing. And I, when I was kind of, when Burning Angel was on the rise, gonzo porn became a thing. When Evil Angel, it was like the number one company mm-hmm. and this other company called Red Light District. It was just like guy, girl on a couch mm-hmm. and filthy sex, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, 
so you know i, I needed like a gonzo thing for burning angel um, well you got one got you made one, one. yeah <laughs> however most yeah. most gonzo porn was based on a sex act that people actually did um you know like anal or dps or you know there'd be like like five mm-hmm. man whatever mm-hmm. like i i don't mm-hmm. know like like ultimate facial or cream pie or I don't any, but, and so mine was almost like a, like a making like everything burning angel did. It was like making fun of the category and embracing the category at the same time. But later on, people started writing me and being like, you know, I never thought I'd be into the whole coming on tattoo thing, but like, I'm really into it now. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, this did I just invent a fetish that's funny <laughs> and then people that's started so people started treating it like a real fetish and i kind of just had to go with it because i was like i can't tell that's people this was almost like funny. a big practical joke I, I don't really know but you know anyway that's great so so the definition of gonzo according to uh oxford dictionary is uh either bizarre or crazy or associated with journalistic writing of an exaggerated, subjective, and fictionalized style. Well, so that kind of fits in. That's interesting. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think when it with like gonzo journalism. Um, yeah, that's the origin like, of it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think technically in porn, it means when they when the camera guy is a character. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is also a way to do it more low budget and exactly. also like POV. Yes, it's right? all ba- yeah. it's all like it's all about the sex, you know. Um, yeah. So and that yeah. that, Not that the was storyline. Yes, that was like the heyday of of Gonzo yeah. porn. So I was like, Burning Angel yeah. needs a Gonzo line that we can just always do, <laughs> and that was our Gonzo line, um, and people loved it. Oh, yeah. You know, people loved it, and uh, and it was a fun movie to make. I bet they had beautiful covers. I've seen my share. Beautiful covers, yeah, and a lot of cum. It was a nice way to highlight <laughs> cum, you know. Yeah, <laughs> moisturizing. Uh, mm-hmm. Listener question two: Do you have any favorite performers you like or liked working with? Oh, I mean, I love I love everyone everyone I've ever worked with, especially you know like uh, uh However, I will say. I mean, I don't like to pick a favorite. You know, I always, mm-hmm, every scene mm-hmm. is special. Do you and husband ever work together? Yeah, we do work together. It's kind of funny, okay. you know, like I, sometimes, once OnlyFans became my main, you know, thing, like sometimes I will admit, like it does actually feel funny when me and my husband work together now because it's like, it's like there's no camera crew. There's no, we're just shooting, you know, so sometimes it's like me and my husband just at home and there's a cell phone and Back it's like, it's like, but we're suddenly at work, you know? So sometimes I like to involve other girls and stuff like that. Cause it makes it more of like a, a work day. Like, okay, we're going to, we're meeting her at this time and we're doing this and we're doing mm. this. I will admit like we shot something alone together, like on like, you know, for like a Valentine's day thing that we both put on our only fans. And I was like, it's like, I, it, 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 I, it's almost like it kept being like hard to feel like we were at a day of work. So I wound up like getting a hotel room and like being like, just so that oh. if there was some structure to it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it just, <laughs> so uh, that mm-hmm. is something I want to work on though. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, though, no, that's a really interesting one. I will tell performers sometimes to, if they're having trouble, like differentiating between, you know, like what is what then have like just your work, lingerie and then your home lingerie or your yeah, work perfume and your home perfume that has been it can be really issue. tough the, the, you know the this uh, era of porn is is really amazing because it gives you a lot of freedom but it also is hard to set you know 
some boundaries and um, boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm, um, Something Mm -hmm. that in this period of my life that I really want to prioritize more than anything else is, um, is having a personal life, which is very hard to do these days, or just having hobbies, having things that I care about, that I work on, that I put time and energy and effort into that don't make me money (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. or make me grow you know, as a, or grow my brand or something, you know, things that Mm -hmm. I, so I've really, and it, and it's, it's harder, you know, than you think. Um, I've really Mm -hmm. like, it's important to me, um, to, to do things that do not, um, benefit my career. So I'm in a funny, a funny place in life, you know, like you mentioned that. Yeah. people, You're not retiring, but you're not like full throttle. It's like career. Yeah. I mean, look, and I'm not retiring. I just finished, you know, I went on a little content uh, trip and I I just shot content like I shot like every day for, you know, 10 days in a row, you know, Um, with men, with women, with with everyone. There's and I do. I still do anal. I still do, you know, more extreme stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I never technically retired from things, but, you know, like I guess. um, I guess I try to compartmentalize it, which. Mm-hmm, it's hard mm-hmm. to do. Um, you it's know, so hard it's to, hard do. to do. So relatable. Um, and that was another yeah. reason I wanted to run the marathon. I'm like, it was always something I wanted to do. You know, it's always something yeah. just, you know, for myself. And and this is a thing that, that takes time. It takes energy. It took training. It took a lot of effort on my end. And this was not a thing that was going to, you know, grow mm-hmm. my brand or, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean. Just nurture your soul. Right. Just nurture, just nurture soul. Which is important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're in this time you know there's so many like like i don't know like it's important to have goals in life but it's also important to not have goals like people are like what are your goals i'm like my goal right now is to not have a goal like i want to exist in the present and embrace life you know and and live um I love and that. so i'm almost like it's very funny cuz a lot of people do admire me or look up to me and 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 want to be like very like goal motivated people and i'm just like trying to be like i don't want to have any goals or aspirations right now i want to i want to eat at restaurants and you know my goal right now is to try that viral croissant that i keep seeing i want to have enough time to wait for two hours on a line just to eat on croissant that's what i want right now so (laughs) soft thoughts only uh so that's a good way to come to the next question. How do you deal with negativity or haters and just focus on building your brand or success? I mean, you cannot focus on hate. You will not succeed if you focus on haters. Um, I have, I have to hmm. say, like, I have been very fortunate to not have a ton of haters. I've been very fortunate. Uh, I feel, you know, blessed for that. Mm-hmm. But I, when you put positive energy out there, you're going to get positive energy back, you know? Um, mm. And you have to be strong mm. from day one. It's kind of funny. Even my mother said it once, like from day one, I never felt like doing anything, like I was doing anything wrong. You know, I don't have any guilt about doing porn. Like I don't have any shame mm. in it, you know? So like when people see a weakness, they will go in there and and crush you, you know? Um, Mm. so it's like, I feel like a lot of times girls will have more hate come in when fans can sense, like this girl didn't really want to be here. So let's just make her feel worse. 
you know, oh, or like, yeah. uh, you got, look, this is, uh, this is at the end of the day, this is entertainment and entertainment is tough, you know, and entertainment is mm -hmm. not fair. It's not. Um, and I think mm -hmm. a lot of people in the porn industry get mad at things that aren't fair. I've had plenty of things happen. I've, I've, you know, I've worked mm -hmm. my ass off for things mm -hmm. that I've never gotten that girls who have been in the industry for six months can just walk in and get. And that's just the way things mm -hmm. are. You know, it's, right. it, you think about that with music, you think about, I mean, there's plenty of bands that get really successful mm -hmm. that are not as good as the, as the band mm -hmm. that you love that never blows up, you know? And mm -hmm. that's just the way things are. And, and I think people do have to understand that about sex work, you know, it's mm -hmm. not going to be fair and you can't let that crush you. You can't let that make you mad. You can't let that, just because you didn't reach the place you wanted to reach or a certain amount of money, or you didn't, you didn't get to the goal you wanted to reach that does you can't like let that affect you, uh, get intertwined with your own personal self-esteem or something mm -hmm. like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. And I hope that doesn't sound like I'm saying anyone who has haters, like, Oh, it's real. Cool. I mean, you know, <laughs> sometimes no, no. a lot of it know. is really timing and circumstance. Um, I believe. But look, like, yeah, you're think right. about it. Everyone, oh, everyone has haters. Sometimes like, if you're feeling down and you're in sex work and, and you feel like the world is against you and you can't handle all the nasty comments, like look at like, I, sometimes I look on like Kim Kardashian's page, like she gets so much hate, so oh, yeah. much hate. Like it's not just sex workers. Like people are nasty to people in general, you know, like anyone successful, mm -hmm. anyone with a following. And I'm sure Kim Kardashian has a team of people removing nasty comments, but like, there's just so many of them you can't keep up, you know, mm. like, Mm -hmm. Like successful people have haters um, or people with mm -hmm. followers have haters. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of mm -hmm. just how it is. You cannot let it affect you. You have to just be, be proud of what it is that you're doing. And I've always loved my work. Um, and, and so anything somebody says that's negative, like does not um, affect me. I just brush it off. I think it's funny sometimes. It's like, I'm just, Good. it, and it just, you know, it just takes a certain like, and like, it's kind of funny because I don't have a ton of confidence as a person, I think. Like, I don't look at myself and think, wow, I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm the, I'm pretty, like, realistic about myself, you know, like, which is something you gain from running your own business and your business is, your, is like, yourself. Like, having to literally sell myself, I, I would have to mm -hmm. sit in meetings looking at my own stats being like, wow, mm. this month I'm really not selling, you know, like this month, what can I mm. do? What? Like, it's mm. like, I've been, I've had to, I've had no choice other than to be really realistic about, um, mm. my, my success in the world or my, my, uh, marketability. Um, mm. but I, I have no shame in what I'm doing and I've always loved what I'm doing. And, and so if anyone has anything negative to say, like, I just don't, I just don't care. You know, I'm, I'm, That's too, such great I'm it's like, I'm too busy driving, you know, I'm too busy. I'm too busy focused on the road and whoever is like trying to jump in front of the car. It's like, Hey, I got to be somewhere. You know, that's, that's how I'd say I love that. to see it. I love you know? that. Yeah. So the last question, last listener question was, do you have any advice for people just getting into porn making or stripping now? <laughs> in this year of 2023 like the wild over. west of porn like it's so funny people yeah. do ask me for advice all the time i'm like i don't i'm now learning so much from the younger people you know like mm -hmm. this is a time where, where younger people know so much more than the older people like um so you mm -hmm. know what is getting into the industry now that used to mean you're you get you know you're you're 
you're making the change and you and your first day at work is being on this big scary porn set where there's all these people you don't know and and like you know I would tell people kind of set etiquette and what to expect and like now getting in the industry could mean you just kind of take a video of yourself in the shower and putting it on OnlyFans, you know, like that is, that means you're getting in the industry now. So I don't even know what quote getting in the industry means, but I'd say to anyone, keep in mind, this is entertainment. Not everybody succeeds. Not, not everything Mm. is fair. Um, and if you're, if you're, if you're not, uh, having fun, um, if you don't enjoy sex, if you don't enjoy other people looking at your naked body, um, if you're super in, insecure or, you know, or whatever, uh, this, this is not a good place for you, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and really, I mean, you know, this is a, this, this is a tough, I mean, mm-hmm. like anything, you don't want to watch, think, think about the fans. You, would you really want to go watch a singer or, a, you know, would you want to go to a concert where like you could visibly tell, or you just knew, the person singing mm. on stage hated singing. You know what I mean? Or, oh, or you, you, that, like, think about that. This is entertainment and it is, it is our job to entertain. So think about anyone you really like, you are entertained by and, and, and think mm-hmm. of what, you know, think of that mm-hmm. relationship. If that makes sense. I, yeah, I appreciate that. And I just want to make a note as someone who's like, also still in the work but trying to stick it out as things are definitely the wild west and i would just say like we're not trying to sound gatekeepy but like this job is hard and i have seen people like re-traumatize themselves yes um and right and also the economy is bad so it can be for many people a question of what you know, what do I need to afford and what am I going to put myself through? But like, keep in mind, like, again, you can really, really, really hurt yourself emotionally uh, or physically by doing sex work. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's not for everyone. Um, And, uh, you know, there's plenty of ways to kind of enjoy sex work without making it a career right now. There's plenty of ways to just dip your feet in you know, I mean, go try mm. to work at a strip club for a few days and credit. Like you could, you could, if you really hate that, then like maybe point, that's, you know yeah, what I mean? So at least that's, that's a decision you can go back on, you know, once you're. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Try a sexting app. Try, yeah. Uh, there's so many try, ways try to bait. dip your feet in the water now, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But if you have to question yourself a lot, I find that all the girls that have really made careers out of themselves now, they kind of knew right away this was for them. Um, If you're questioning it a Mm. lot and you really just need quick money, um, this is, you know, I don't think there's, there's not easy money here anymore. Um, So Mm, I don't think there's easy money. that's yeah. If you don't want to make it a career, uh, just yeah. FYI, there's the yeah. There's not. Really yeah, because then you might wind up doing something oh. you regret and really not have enough money for a, re- yeah. a decision you regret. So, you know. Right. You're like, I need six hundred dollars now. Dude, and you know that never happens. Everyone who's like, I just need to make no. this much money and I'm out. That never ever happens. You're gonna make that much money yeah. and then you're gonna want more. And like, I have never. I remember seeing that with stripping, yeah. you know, and I myself did that. I'm like, oh, I just, I just need to make <laughs> this much so I can pay for like this, 
cost of this, you know, and then you reach that and then it's never the end. So that's, that's not going to happen. I told myself just six months until I could find a retail job again. And it's yeah, so been like 12 years, years later. Like 14, yeah, exactly. 14 years for me. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to just make quick um, money and you just like, I don't know at this point, sell something on, on Poshmark. But, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know. Right. Oh, but also you and I are more built for it because you said like, that you never felt any shame and I don't feel any shame. And I've always no also, shame, also been really yeah. interested in sex. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we we're, were meant for it. Yeah. This is why we're, we're, we're lifers. lifers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our veterans. Yeah. Hey, do you want to open your relationship? Whether you're totally ready or hundred percent terrified, I've got something for you. Best-selling author, New York Times, and NPR contributor Dr. Jolie Hamilton is the expert who helps people open their relationships up without burning things down. Now you can leverage her five pillars of open relationships to open yours the smart way. Dr. Jolie shares the five pillars during her upcoming online salon. Grab your spot at openeasier.com. It's free when you register now at openeasier.com. Welcome back to the Talk Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Elle Stanger. This is the Sexuality and Porn Maker Episode 3. This is our guest, Joanna Angel. Do you know, well, besides waiting two hours in line to eat a <laughs> song, do you know what what might be next for you? Yeah, uh, you know, I am really, really enjoying, I made the decision to move back to New York uh, a little over a year ago now. Um, I was in LA for, I don't know, 13, 14 years or something. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm an East coast girl. I, I love New York city. Um, right now it's my goal to just keep living there. Honestly, that is my number one goal Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Mm -hmm. which is not an easy place to live. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. like Like I said, I would not survive there. You know, it's not easy. So, but you know, it, um, I started to feel like in LA where I was working just to keep on working. And now I feel like I'm working to live. Um, so that's, that's what I want to do. You know, Good. like I want to work and enjoy. Um, I want to work and have a, a personal life and have a, I want to enjoy life. I guess that's my number one goal right now is to enjoy life that's, in New York city and, you know, and, and, um, and have hobbies and spend time with friends and family that I feel like I didn't get to spend a ton of time with when I was really growing my career. Um, and, mm, um, and take mm-hmm. time, uh, for myself, which is, which is hard to do. Have weekends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, try Seriously. to have weekends and, you know, and days off and, and things like that. So, Maybe at some point totally. I'll actually shut my phone off for like a week. That is what I'm working on right now. I, you know, in the past, whatever, since I've had a phone, I think I've only turned, I turned my phone off once for four days for a hike. And it, that forced me to, because I literally had no service. So maybe I need to do something like that again, but I really need, I need like one week with no phone. You need, need a reset, reset for sure. Point. Yeah. I'm sometime, feeling it. Sometime yeah. this week, not this week. Yeah, well, yeah. later this you week. You know, 
I have a thought and I want to hear what you think about it. Um, and this is also like a, a cautionary tale bit of wisdom for people that are hearing this that are like newer to the industry. Um, I don't want to be someone who fucked off a lot of my time in my 20s and 30s so that I have to work when I'm really like older and elderly. I ideally want to work my ass off so that I can afford to live and then work if I you know, feel like it when I'm an older person. And I feel like maybe that's what you're doing too. Like, you know, you're building your career so that you can actually live right. a little Well, bit. you know, I kept saying that. Like, I was like, oh, I'm preparing for when I'm older. I'm preparing when I'm older. But like, I'm like, I'm 42. I'm older. <laughs> like, when is this time going to come? Yeah. What? I'm working my ass off so I can like have fun and enjoy weekends when I'm, you know, 70. Like, you know, like the time is now, you know, so I yeah. got to start to do that now. Um, Good. And if that means I have, Good. you know, I'm not quite as prepared when I'm, you know, in my 60s or 70s, then so be it. I, you need to enjoy. I need to, like, enjoy life now. And life doesn't always mean you need to have mm -hmm. a ton of extra money. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like you can still enjoy mm -hmm. yourself and not, you know, I don't know. It's kind of mm -hmm. funny. It's almost like I, I just give people terrible advice now, like, because people come to me for like, it's like, yes, it's important to to save and it's important to do this but it's also important to live i don't know i remember once i know it as mm -hmm. like a digression i was like on tiktok I, I just went down a rabbit hole one day and then you know i came across a girl who was like one of those girls uh posting i, I think it's a thing now with a lot of um uh strippers um they post like giant piles of cash which i actually think it's, it's cute it's cute yeah you know? I, I, I mean it's a little dangerous i would never i would I'm, sometimes i'm like do, I yeah, would never, I would but never, yeah. It's yeah. a certain thing, you know, the girls who do Thank it, you, um, thank you. But anyway, let's let's just say uh, we live in a world where nobody, you know, stalks people and they can have piles of cash in there and they're completely safe, but whatever. Right. Anyway, and, and the first, right. I remember seeing a girl and she was posting pictures of like piles of cash at the end of a night dancing and, and all these people are like, I hope you're saving your money. Oh, what about when you're old and you can't dance anymore? You better be saving your money. Everybody was like, wanted to tell this girl to save her money. And it's like, or what if she just wants to go spend it all on a bag be, and have fun? Is that okay? Like, like, would you guys come mm -hmm. down on mm -hmm. someone if somebody their first year out of college got a job making 300 grand a year, like doing, I don't know, whatever, something? Would you, would you tell a plastic surgeon their first year, you better save your money? Like a lot of people have jobs oh, wow. that they lose. You know what I mean? A lot of people have oh, jobs yeah. that make a lot of money where they don't make that money anymore in a few years. Like, I don't know. Does that mean that like you need to always like work and just like save every penny you make just just in case like that's no way to live. And it's like, why is everybody so hard on sex workers? Like, OK, so what? What if she spends all her money? She could still find another job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's young, you know, like, yeah, God willing, honey. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's important mm -hmm. to save and be cautious, but it's also important to live. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow yeah. is not promised. So exactly, exactly, exactly. So I, yes. do you have any last like resources, people, websites, books you would recommend for folks who want to support porn makers or the sex industries? Oh, I don't really know. Oh, what do I even recommend? OnlyFans.com forward slash yeah, giant angel. Yeah. <laughs> or OnlyFans.com forward slash anyone. Anyone. Oh, that's great. You know? There you go. Forward slash at just about anyone. Yeah. You know, that's where you could support. That's where the girls, you know, people, girls, guys, anyone in the sex industry can actually, you know. I know. Girls is take, such take jargon. Take the money they're making. Yeah. yeah. Girls is totally industry anyone. jargon. And I think it's yeah. great. 
Uh, okay, so very last question. Uh, I ask every guest this. Do you have any sex tips for our audience? Mm-mm. Wow, one sex tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, connect. Hmm. That. Just, you know, hmm. connect with the person hmm. you're fucking. Yeah. That's a, I think everything else can flow if you connect. Mm, I like right? that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So lean in, be a connection makes everything else make sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like you start working off like, like a checklist when you're not connecting with someone. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like if you're connecting with someone, everything just flows and makes sense. That's beautiful. How long have you been married? Oh, I guess I got married in 2016. Okay. How long so. you guys been together? Like 10 years. Yeah. Wow, so where'd the time go? Sounds like it's working. Like just yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Joanna, thank you so much right. for being here. Everybody, thank you. Up. This was really fun. Happy to talk. I hope I didn't up. ramble too much. Oh, just the right amount. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Good. find Joanna Angel on Twitter, her website, or on Instagram, and see me all over the place, lstanger.com. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>